Hey, welcome back, hockey. Welcome back, Puck Wave Podcast episode. Who knows? Uh, I don't want to call it season two, but you know, we can loosely say that it is season two of this year podcast. Uh, I want to reintroduce ourselves. Um, I don't really ever say my name is Steven that often, but that's my name. I like going by Stooge with a mustache more. And, you know, when we get into the season, my takes will really reflect that. Um, as always, we have Jacob Lucas and we have America's goalie Jackson Bowline. And I want to say this about Jackson in particular. Uh, what I lack in hockey common sense, hockey knowledge, whatever you want to call it, actually knowing stats and like some players for that. Um, he makes up for it. He, I mean, Jake, you are very knowledgeable as well, but I think you would also admit that JB knows a little bit more than you. Oh, he's um, the most knowledgeable in this trio for sure. Yeah, no doubt. he is the one that brings some yeah. kind of like accountability and, uh, experience. you know, experience, uh, respect, sometimes actual knowledge to the show. Um, you know, I'm just the guy who hits record and happens to be here. But without these two, it wouldn't happen. Uh, so I want to give everybody a little refresher on who we were as we enter year two of this. Right back at you. I don't think this whole thing would have started if you didn't uh you didn't shoot me that text. Then we got the then we got the crew rolling. Yeah. So I think I'm the only one in this in this little in this little trio here without a without a nickname. We got you, Stooge with a mustache. Well, without a mustache right now. Yeah. Of course you got America's goalie. I'm just playing old Jacob. Well, I mean, I call you Jake sometimes. I mean, yeah, I'll That's think true. of something like like Jackson works, I can call him JB. Like that rolls off the tongue. Like JL is oh, just no. weird. I, I don't need a nickname. I'm just <laughs> saying it's funny. Like you know, I'm just plain old Jacob. Jake every once in a while. Um, yeah. So if you're actually listening to this to like know something about hockey, you're in luck because this is he doesn't know it, but this is a very Jackson Bowline centric episode. Um, I want to start off with this. I mean, when this comes out, like tomorrow afternoon. It'll be just like a mere hours before your two teams play each other. Yep. I didn't know that until like this afternoon. Um, and obviously we're in three different parts of the country, so we can't like actually do anything. But I was thinking that the loser of this game can't say anything positive about their team next podcast. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Now, depending on how the week goes, I mean, I feel like it'd be much easier for JB to be negative about the Wild than it will be Jake, the Rangers. But, I mean, hey, that's, you know, it's part of the process. Hey, well, you know, for now, I don't know how much we plan to talk about it, but for now, I can take the fact that we got a little taste, little taste of revenge. I, I had saying, a meme ready to go for if they would lose, but they didn't. So now, like, I just got to, like, save it. Yeah, yo, I'm sure he'll get to use it sometime this season. I, I mean, don't know about that. No, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Again, it, it isn't the Eastern Conference final. I'm not going to pretend like it's nearly as, as joyous, but, you know, it's it's nice to win your home opener. Can't complain about that. Yeah, against the best home opening, well, not the home opening, first uh, season opening team in NHL history, too. Yeah, true. 
They mentioned that uh, quite a bit in the broadcast last night. Yeah, they're not... yeah because Sean McDonough doesn't actually know anything about the game. He just like knows a few of the players. I'm also convinced that McDonough just like doesn't like the Rangers. Like I'm, he doesn't necessarily like the Wild either. But I'm just I'm not convinced he really likes the Rangers. I feel like they always bring something up that's like, you know, the Rangers sucked last year. Don't know how they made it. Like Joe Buck had this quote that he's like, when I'm not calling the game, I'm not watching sports. I'm watching like The Bachelor or something. <laughs> he was probably like kind of kidding. No shot. Sean McDonough actually watches the NHL. And I hate like Brit. Like it. We've done like I don't know, fifteen of these. I feel like this has been like a talking point for at least like a third of them. But I just like hate the guy. Ugh, he's just the absolute worst. Um, you do better. If, like, you made his job analyst, like, force him, if you, like, forced him to watch the game and, like, make notes about it, it'd be better than him doing play-by-play and, like, color commentary and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't it's just annoying. Uh, I had to make sure to break out the uh, Vegas Golden Knights shirt after big win in Staples last night. Um, I want to talk about that, actually, one thing. NHL teams, like, stop wearing white jerseys if you're the home team. I hate it. It's so dumb. What? Really? No. I kind of like, I mean, I didn't really I didn't really see it. Like, it, it's in old clips and everything. But, you know, the Rangers used to wear white at home. And I honestly think the white, the white jersey looks so much cleaner. I love our white jersey. It looks so good. No. It's no. a... It's a high school and college kind of thing uh, to do that because that's what high school and college teams do uh, or junior teams. It's just when you get to the pros, it's like that at every sport, I feel like, too. When you get to the pros, it switches. So, yeah, like, no team wears white at home. Yeah. Unless it's like the Cowboys or something, they still. Well, yeah, like the Giants did it for their like color rush game because like our color yeah. has like the white uniform with the blue, but like. Yeah, it. I don't even think the Cowboys. Do the Cowboys wear white at home? Yeah, I don't think they do anymore. No, they, they do. Might. They do. Okay. That's, that's their the primary jersey. See, yeah. So that's. They didn't stop. Yeah, that's the only. Two. Like last year, the Avalanche did it. No, the Ducks did it one game against the Avalanche, and I just saw the jersey. And I remember posting a clip of a fight, and I said it was at the Mason Jar because like uh, Colorado plays at Ball Arena, and they make like Mason jars. And everybody's like, it's an Anaheim idiot. It's like, how am I supposed to know that? I didn't actually like see the center ice logo. You know, you just see a team in white and assume they're the home team or the road team, whatever. But but yeah, I hated that. I loved Jack Eichel uh, channeling Center Peaky Blinders because like, I mean, the hat's not what this represents, but he knows that they're along with the rest of the Golden Knights. There's an enormous target on their back this year. Everybody's written them off. Everybody's written him off. They've already labeled it like a, a, a trade success for Buffalo. Uh, but he knows he seems to be healthy. And I mean, like him and the entire team has a lot to prove. And, you know, one and all in the year. Even if Jack Eagle proves his worth, you could theoretically argue it was a trade success for Buffalo because, I mean, like people did think they were going to get more. But, you know, Buffalo got some draft, Buffalo got some draft picks. They got some younger prospects. Like, not that Eichel isn't young, but Buffalo is not going to contend for a cup while Eichel's in his prime. So, like, I, I don't know about that. Like, I, you don't really. You think no, Buffalo is going to make the playoffs in the next few years? Maybe not the cup, but like they're going to make the playoffs this year. 
You think they contend for a cup while Eichel's in his prime, though? How old is he, like 26? Something like that. 25. He's got, like, what, realistically, like, eight years? Seven? Eight years of prime? With his injuries, I don't know. I mean, I if his injuries... Well, with his injuries, his prime could be two seasons. Like, let's not yeah. kid ourselves. He had, like, the absolute worst-case scenario neck surgery. Oh, of course. But I he could like get hit once and be done tomorrow. I feel like his prime's probably, like, four years. I feel like that's more realistic. He's 25, but, like, you got to take it. They will, make, they will make a decent run okay. in five years. Okay. I don't know. I, I think you could argue Buffalo still might have gotten a good a good deal out of it. They got... A little younger, like again, I'm not saying 25 is old, not even close, but they got a little younger. They got a little more future thinking. You know, they realize they're not necessarily going to be able to build around Eichel. So, but yeah, uh, back to the point you were making. Uh, I've kind of written Vegas off, in fairness. Like, I don't necessarily think they're going to um, like shit the bed. I don't think Eichel is going to have the worst season in NHL history, nothing like that. But I don't really have Vegas making the playoffs, I don't think. We did an episode. I think I had them as right outside, if I'm not mistaken. But they could make it. We discussed that division being kind of a wild card. Yeah, I'm on board with you with that. I'm not convinced with the Golden Knights until, let's say, Thanksgiving if they're one, two, or three in the Western. But I just don't think – I think they're a wild card team at best. Watching them yesterday, it's the first game of the year. It's hard. I mean, there's 83, 82 games. It's hard to determine how good a team is during the first game. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about the goalie situation. I don't know how you make a deep playoff run yeah. with, with a goalie situation like they have. And, yeah, it was it was an entertaining game last night, but it was two teams that are probably wild card teams. Yeah, I got to be honest. I didn't watch too much of it. Saw some highlights. but It was late. Yeah, was I mean, I do mission essay. I, I watched the Ranger game, and I'm like, "Oh, my essay is doing an hour and a half." Very yeah, fair. yeah. What was the last point I wanted to make about them? I just yeah. like to highlight Rangers faceoffs. We won some. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. The first period Rangers, was like man. we're just like twelve to interested in the stats. That didn't happen last year. We barely won faceoffs. And I think we won the majority of them last night. So that's a nice little nice little thing to draw from that game. You know, clearly they did some work. Uh, clearly did some work on that. So that makes me happy because it is hard yeah. to get out of the defensive zone when you lose every draw, as I watch consistently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Go uh, on. I'm going to bring up Kyle Ocposo, so this may take a while. So I'll let you go first. Oh, I was just going to say that game, uh, like Lightning and Rangers, the Lightning came out so slow. It was yeah. very surprising. I mean, that game could have, if Vassy wasn't on his game like he was, that game could have been 3-0 in the first period. Oh, 100%. We had some great opportunities. Yeah, that was. I had a great. moment of, like, elation for, like, yeah. a half second because I was like, no way. Our defensive defenseman, Truba, like, our captain, is at the net front. He's on the doorstep, puck on his stick, like open net, easy goal. He's about to get the first goal this season. It's going to be this incredible feeling. How did he get over? I don't understand how Vasilevsky got there. That was absolutely nuts. And he's, he's rider later. Like, yeah, he's, he spent a ton of time in the splits yesterday. 
Yeah, I mean, like, even though the Rangers put in three, like, if you're a fan of goaltending, that was a great game to watch. Yeah. I don't understand. So Vasilevsky's five years older than me. He has about 85, yeah, 85 pounds on me. I don't know how he, like, moves like that. That is just, like, I'm 140 pounds and five years younger. No way I could, like, move the way he does. Like, his wife is probably, like, super happy about it, too. Uh, Yeah, there's no way. I would just, I wouldn't be able to move. I would be stuck in MSG. His hips are one in a million. I mean, they're, they can move. He can almost do a 360 with his body with how flexible his hips are. And for, what is he, like, six, 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 Um, four, six. Something stupid. He's just Uh, giant, too. And by the way, Stephen, there's a there's your little Instagram clip. His wife probably enjoys it. That's got to be <laughs> it's got to be your Instagram clip, right? Yeah, six three. Oh, six geez. three. He is yeah, two hundred twenty five pounds though. He is thick. <laughs> that, that yeah, that's nuts. He's 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 not he's not necessarily the most dynamic guy. Like when you judge when you judge height and weight, like yeah. you think that's gonna be someone who just is there in this in a split second. Yeah. Uh, going back to Kyle Poso, I when the news came out Saturday that he got named captain, I was like really happy for him. Um, then I tried explaining to a couple people at work like what that meant. And I just kept going back to the fact that like Kyle Poso is just like a normal guy who's really good at hockey. So this is like a win for everybody. And they're like, isn't that every hockey player? I'm like, no, it's different because like some of them are like really good at hockey, but not like normal people off the ice. Um, yeah, they didn't really get it. I understand. Like they didn't even know who the Buffalo Sabres were, to be fair. Uh, so it was an uphill battle for me, but really happy for Kyle Ockpost becoming captain. Yeah. Minnesota kid too. St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, went to the Gophers. He was he was very good for a while. I mean, he was a top scorer. I'd have to look at his stats just so I'm not spitting garbage. But he was a very good scorer uh, for a while. He's kind of dropped off from that scoring, but that leadership is just yeah so good. Now, yeah, the Islanders. He was. I mean, he was a 27 goal scorer, 69 point getter, 64 point getter. So I mean, he he was a good scorer. He actually had 45 points last year, too. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that, but yeah, great guy. Um, great player. It's a little surprising for a young team to go with an a, a little older captain, but yeah, that surprised me. He's wild. I mean, 34 like years old. 34. 34, yeah. So that's a little surprising, but I mean he deserves it. Isn't he like tied to them for like next three years too, because of that contract? I think so. That might be why he would be the captain. Yeah, yeah. I was su- I was really surprised that like Tage didn't get a letter, and that's not just because like you know I'm Tage Thompson's biggest fan. Like you just paid the dude, I would think. But I mean, like they have like their next captain and probably four alternate captains on that team right now. So you know they're set up. Yeah, second round of playoffs this year set up. Kind of bummed me out when the Rangers announced the rest of their letters. Is um, in it was in preseason. Um, 
they had they had a actually had five uh, alternates. They had Ryan Lingering wearing it, and I mean the amount of grit he shows regular season or postseason, like the amount of grit and determination he shows, like taking like taking every shot, taking every hit, like will come out of the game bleeding and be back in two minutes. Like they're just like they stitch him up quick and send him right. Like he's that type of player that like leads by example and just like is a player of pure grit and heart and i love that he had the a on and then when they announced there were only four alternate captains and that he wasn't one of them i gotta say i was bummed i would have loved it if they stuck with it and just had a fifth extra one because he just deserves it i mean it's those small things that, like not necessarily the locker room presence that he has but just the physical presence and the demonstration he shows on the ice like it would have been nice to see him have an a yeah, that's kind of like the Miles Wood effect when he had the A a couple times. It's like he got his ass beat by P.K. Subban in like preseason. Like, dude, like he's going to show up. He's going to skate really fast. He's not going to really do much else, but, you know, he's good for what he's good for. And that's all you can really ask him for. Uh, So, Jackson, while the game's still in intermission, do you want to get angry or do you want to do the first of many installations of Tendi Talk? Well, um, I won't get angry. I will say that three teams that I despise in the NHL are the Avalanche, the Blues, and the Blackhawks. And the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup last year, and they took four hours to do their banner raising. So I had to put the TV on mute while I was left a room so I didn't have to watch that garbage. And their fans are the last fans that deserve any success. Same with the Blues, and they won the Stanley Cup a couple years ago. Same with the Blackhawks, and they won the Stanley Cup a couple times a long time ago. That's all I'll say, though. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I'll say, though. I mean, I, I, the the Wild have built many enemies. uh, Well, fan base, I'd say. Um, many enemies along the way. That's what happens when you have a, a, a team that loses in the playoffs a lot. You lose to the same time, to the same team uh, quite often. So um, I expect another playoff loss to one of these teams this year, um, and they'll probably win the Stanley Cup because that seems to happen with the Wild when they lose heartbreakers, that that team wins the Stanley Cup. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of went over the goalie I mean, the goalies' performances so far have kind of not disappointed. I mean, we look at yesterday, obviously, it's probably the marquee goalie matchup. Um, two, I mean, I think it's easy to say the two best goalies in the league um, going head-to-head in Bassey and Igor, and it did not disappoint. There was star saves all day long. Um, the goals, really, I mean, Mika Sabanajad had a snipe. He had a dangle. And it was a Barkley Goudreau tip that is nearly impossible. Those kind of tips are nearly impossible to save. So, no Ooh, goals against Vasky that I timer on Igor. Ooh, yeah, no. and that one timer. Yeah, timer. Great goalie matchup there. Um, I mean, the stats would say that it was a decent goalie matchup with the Golden Knights and Canes. Quick will always make some great saves on the ice. Anytime you shoot high, he'll just throw his body in the air because he's so small. And he's so low to the ice that you'll get beat a lot of times. And then um, the Golden Knights goalie, he's a right-handed goalie. So that throws me off. And I don't think there ever has been a good opposite-handed goalie. So 
I don't see him being good. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. So, um, like you said, we kind of talked about the goalies before. Um, and I didn't mean to cut off the inaugural attendee talk like that, but this is very important. Okay. So it's the first battle of Alberta tonight. It's going on right now. Currently. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm actually going to post it probably in the morning. The Edmonton Oilers released, or like somebody took a picture of like the arena menu. And they have a bunch of combos. Basically, the cheapest combo is still $21. And you get a hot dog and a beer for $21. Um, second cheapest is $22. You get a cheeseburger and a soda. Um, the most expensive one, $55, two cheeseburgers, two bags of chips, and two sodas. This is just the most ridiculous Canada thing I've ever seen ever. Um, so that's just something. So the Calgary Flames responded, and I didn't know this actually either. The drinking age in Canada is 18. Okay. I don't. I didn't know that. It's stupid America. Um, so the first five thousand fans. So, they said tomorrow. Are they playing in Calgary, right now? Or, or are they talking about tomorrow? Anyways, whatever the next Calgary home game is, the first five thousand eighteen plus fans get a free fourteen ounce draft beer. So. This rivalry has gone from just on ice to in the concession stands. Wow. That's a heck of a deal. Dude, like, yeah. I don't really yeah. That. That's, um, that's pretty wild. Yeah, the Battle of Alberta, but it's in Edmonton. It would be Saturday. Let's see. Yeah, this the is. The Flames play the Avalanche tomorrow. Oh, okay. So it's the Flames game tomorrow. Well, okay. Today, when this is out, so Thursday's game, five thousand free beers, huh. which I mean, like, especially in Canada, I know you guys go to games and stuff, so you, uh, and no free ads on any ticket reselling websites, but like they all charge an arm and a leg for like the secret handling, whatever, and then like electronic transfer fee, whatever. Um, so like they're making their money off the tickets anyways, but like it's a lot of brews they're just giving out for free. Uh, yeah, good for the Flames. I mean, they're not going to win the Battle of Alberta on the ice, but hey, win it in the concessions, win it in the fan base, win it with the people that are like keep paying you to like let Johnny Goudreau walk and whatnot. Like, good for them. Um, I think you know, I think they can afford to give out a few free ones. If well, yeah, absolutely, fifty five dollars for a combo like that. <laughs> two yeah. burgers, two beers, two bags of chips, or two two sodas, two bags of chips. Either way. $55 is, well, way overpriced is the best I can say it. So, I mean, you can probably afford to give out a few free beers. Probably afford to give out, like, 15000 not just 5000 It makes, like, movie theaters look like like poor people food. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think at, at the XL, it's about 15 bucks for a, a beer. Is that draft or can? The big cans would be like fifteen. The little cans would be like ten. Draft oh. beer is probably fifteen if you're getting tapped. 
I don't th I don't know. I've never actually bought a beer at Prudential Center. Um, it's kind of like a principal type deal. And like, I'm also like, because I get it. Like you buy one big can, it's technically two beers. So like, there's that whole thing. Um, but I don't even know if they have like 12, 12 ounce cans. And I would never, ever, ever get a draft beer at Prudential Center because I don't know what's in it. And like, <laughs> then again, it's like, you're maybe getting a little bit better, but paying like the same price and way less like actual beer. Like I'm, I'm good. But on Tuesday, you know, I might, you know, I want to, I want to, <laughs> apparently Prudential Center, you know, has really nothing going for it. Uh, but like the chicken fingers scattered across the arena, are pretty good. So I kind of want to try them all out in my experiences there. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Did anyone, sorry, this is like off topic. Did anyone see uh, Toronto choke their first game? <laughs> yeah, that that actually, like if I was smart and wrote stuff down when we were talking about goalies in the designated goalie segment, I would have said, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, like I get it, it's one game. But this Matt Murray experiment, oh man, like it it will be a long experience for their fans, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't didn't rough too well. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll be a starter there for quite a while because they signed Ilya Samsonov too. Um, and I think he backed up. He's their back, he started as their backup, but I don't remember him being that bad with uh, the Capitals. So I feel like he's going to be taking over there. That uh, Matt Murray experiment's not going to be going on too long. Speaking of the Capitals, Darcy Kemper got absolutely taken out back today. He was just peppered constantly. He gave up like three in the first two periods, and then the Capitals scored a couple, so it looked like a close game. It never was. This is just a battle of two teams that are just like, slightly older than the last team and they just got absolutely destroyed like it took a david Krejci coming back from wherever he was playing last year missing a wide open net away from this just being the absolutely worst thing possible but i mean like that's just washington sports as a whole in 2022 <laughs> you signed the guy that won the stanley cup last year and he just pff, absolutely demolished yeah yeah I don't know. The Bruins and Capitals are interesting teams because they are so old. Um, and the Bruins, their biggest addition made them even older. So, And they're so injured right now. But, yeah, they looked really good. Uh, Brusque looked good, too. Yeah. He played well. He got injured, too. He left the game with injury. I think in the third. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong with that. But, yeah, I don't know. Those are two teams that are very interesting because they have a long time of being very good teams and yeah we'll both about this year have most of their like cores that won them cups and like you said one of the teams brought somebody back from europe to try and get you know one more um but yeah like they both are very similar in how they're built and what they're going to try to do this upcoming season I don't. I I would have a lot more faith in Boston than Washington. Yeah. I mean, it's like not just based on that game. You know, like two teams can play each other. One team can absolutely dominate consistently, and the other team can just overall be better. Like we've seen that happen. It's not like that's a rare occurrence. But yeah, between those two, Washington not 
looking so hot. Their age seems to show a lot more than Boston's does, and I feel like that's saying something when Boston's age is definitely noticeable on the ice. Well, yeah, because either night that these two teams play, except when they play each other, they're going to be the older team. And Boston's, they're missing, what, like two key players still? Mm-hmm. So, you know, see how it goes the first few months for both of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I know that we're, like, just kind of chatting about – tomorrow is going to be a nice impact. That's going to be, like, the first – the first, like, really back into hockey, hockey night where you got like six games, seven games going at one time. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess finally get to see if if your Devils have a shot at the playoffs. You know, we'll see how they open it up. It's the Flyers. If they lose, I. <laughs> it is the Flyers. Yeah. After like. Tortorella was talking all that like trash about his own team and like we have no respect and blah blah blah. If they like if the Devils lose in Philadelphia opening night, like the the Flyers are texting like Devils fans like begging them to buy tickets to go. So I don't uh, if they lost, I don't know what I would do. Well, your other team probably is not going to do that well. So got it, got it, got to cross your fingers for the Devils because. Coyotes are opening with the Penguins, and as much as I hate the Penguins, they're they're definitely gonna win that one. I don't know. I mean, so let's go. All right, let's try to keep this something that we do throughout the season. Pick besides your favorite team. Pick a team from the East and the West that like you guys want to keep an eye on that nobody's really going to be talking about for whatever reason. But, like, we'll make sure we, like, try to bring up every episode. Uh, I'll go first. Obviously, I'm going to go with my Arizona State Coyotes. Um, and then I'm going to pick the Buffalo Sabres. I, like, I was actually really bummed out when I found out the Sabres didn't play today, that they play at the same time as the Devils tomorrow. Um, so I, I may be in and out of that game. But I just, I don't, I, like was half kidding when I said it, like, they'd make the second round of the playoffs, but then, like, <laughs> this will sound like such a stupid reason. But, like, the red jerseys came back, and then Tage signed the extension. I really like Dolan and Owen Power and Kyle Poso becoming captain. I don't know. I really like what they got going on in Buffalo. They just re-signed uh, whatever the, their coach's name is for a bunch of years. They re-signed somebody else on defense today. I really like Buffalo. You made that so hard by saying like a team no one else. I feel like someone. I feel like every team's gonna be mentioned except for like the Coyotes. And... All right, it can be like not like a like a fringe playoff team. Oh god, but I don't think they're a fringe playoff team. Okay, um, okay, I'll have to give it some thought. I'll get back to you on my on my Western Conference pick. My Eastern Conference pick is gonna be the Canadians. I really liked the way they played under St. Louis toward the end of last season. Um, I know it's Toronto. They have a history of choking, all the jokes you can make. But I think they overall put up a pretty strong performance in their opening today against the Leafs. I think that they could – I think it's unlikely that they make the playoffs, especially when you look at how good the Metro is going to be. And the Metro could take both wild card spots easily. But I do think the Canadians could be a fringe playoff team based on their performance from last season. And it seems that momentum so far is kind of carrying in. They really seem energized under their coach right now. 
I think that's yeah. a great pick, honestly. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I, my, go ahead. I was just going to say, St. Louis and Cole Caulfield, like, that's just such a great pairing, and it's going to help Caulfield, them out so much. Two goals today. Yeah. yeah. look good. Goal Caulfield, according to the puckway. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, my pick would be in the Eastern. I mean, this how it's kind of weird because I picked them to win the President's Trophy last year, and it I ended up being right. But the Florida Panthers, because people are down on them, they lost two big players in uh Kachuk or no, they brought in Kachuk and Huberto and Uyghur, so their back end's a little worse. Um, but if Spencer Knight takes the next step, that takes pressure off of Bobrowski. That's a good duo then if if that happens. And Kachuk adds a lot to that team. And Kachuk's still, I would say he's still young enough to be improving year by year. So if he takes another step in his career, which he's already been a really good player, that would be really huge for them too. Not saying he's got he's not gonna fill the shoes for Huberto. I mean. Huberto is very good. I mean, very, very good players. So he's not going to fill the shoes there, but they still have such a good team. I mean, that's just two players on an impactful team. I think they lost Duclair to an Achilles injury, but um, that's a big loss there too. But, I mean, if this team doesn't just fall apart from these losses um, roster-wise, I still think they're going to be – I don't think they're going to be as good as last year, but maybe a number one wildcard team or maybe slip into a top three spot. Um, and then in the Western, I'd have to go probably the Dallas Stars. They brought back Jason Robertson. I love Jason Robertson. He's probably one of my favorite players in the entire league. I think he's incredible. And if Kaprizov, um, if the rules were like the NFL, or not even the NFL, just like a little different where you had to be young, he would have won the Calder Trophy that year. Because, um, I mean... And last year he was incredible. I, he's one of my favorite players to watch, just because he's so, so talented. And um, I, I just think they have a pretty good team all around. I don't like Sagan or, I mean, they bring in a lot of bad contracts. That's the only thing that's going to bring them down. But it's a team to watch. I, I don't know. They when they get hot, they're really good. I mean, we see it last year. We saw it the year they made it to the Cup Finals, even though it was a COVID year. Uh, they're a team that if they get hot, you get things going. They could go on a big run at the end of the year again. Yeah, so I may break the rules here because I don't know if you're necessarily going to agree they're like fringe playoff. They're probably pretty solidified wild card to like worse. We'll see, though. I was considering the Stars, but, you know, since you picked them, I'll go with my other consideration, which is, um, you know, good old Smashville. I think that bringing in McDonough is going to do a lot for them. I think that is one of the more underrated signings, given all the big names that were bouncing around. I think uh, McDonald was one of the more underrated acquisitions and could be a little bit of Ranger bias creeping in, but I think he brings a ton of leadership and mentorship to the defensive line. I think he brings in some solid um, second or third line defense. It depends on where they play him. I know he's third line on Tampa, but you know, I think he can play up and down the blue line. And I think he's just the kind of player that you want on your team. He plays hard. He plays a little feisty and he won't back down. He won't, you know, a big guy comes at him. He'll step up. He'll, He'll hit him. He'll take the puck. And I just, you know, Soros, not really much to touch on. That's a finalist last year, you know, had an incredible year, easily could have won it in 
you know, a lot of years that didn't see Igor do one of the most incredible seasons we've seen in the last 65. Um, and yeah, sorry, it's kind of getting rambly here, but I think Nashville is good. I think you could argue they've only improved since last year, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them, you know, as long as they don't meet the defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, you know, make a run. They've also see, brought in Nina Ryder, who yeah, how did I not? That's an impact player too. That's a huge. That's a big acquisition. That'll bring a lot of, a lot of, a lot more goal scoring and point scoring to the roster. If there was one other person here, they definitely would have picked Seattle. I kind of, I don't even remember. Oh, I picked the Coyotes, obviously, like I had to. But Seattle, I feel like is just Buffalo, like Pacific Northwest. And I feel like I've said that before. I think they have a longer timetable than Buffalo, though. I don't yeah. think five years from now they're in the playoffs. I think five years from now they're still building. But yeah, I don't know. It should be a good team to watch. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say when we'll be back sometime next week, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, just follow us at the Puck Wave everywhere. 